After the terror wars, governments fell. The corporations took control, fighting over what remained. Eight companies survived and divided up the world. The American territories fell to the mightiest corporation of all, Tekken. Welcome to Now Playing Podcast Tekken Retrospective Series. Tekken is peace. Tekken is fear. Part of Now Playing's video game movie review series. We've all been playing. Hosted by Arnie. So you're the people's choice. You don't look like much. Justin. Our viewers love him. It represents a street. And Stuart. He's egotistical and way overconfident. He's damn good. Yeah, he is. This podcast may contain detailed plot spoilers and harsh language. Jokers. Not mine. Listener discretion is advised. Let the games begin. Today we're discussing <laughs> Tekken 2, Kazuya's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what did I do to that motherfucker to deserve this? <laughs> I don't deserve this. Starring Kane Kusuji, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa, directed by Witch Chaos. I want to be known as Witch Chaos. <laughs> Can I just be the Chaos instead of Witch Chaos? I have to guess. It's the kind of chaos you don't want. It's fatal chaos. <laughs> I want that name. <laughs> chaos. It is slightly cooler than Uva Bull, <laughs> but no more talented. <laughs> oh, don't be that rude to Uva. I find it hard to believe there was a director on set for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Arnie, Coast of Now Playing, and I don't know who I am. But I know what I'm doing is right. Yeah, this is Stuart's revenge. <laughs> and this is Justin. Oh my god. Oh, this is the oh. All right. Coming into this, I said last week, I have hope. I actually have some hope that the second one could be better than the first. Uh. And then I got kind of excited. Which chaos or his full name, which chaos ananda. I've seen one of his movies. He's a director I know of. <laughs> hey! Well, what did you see? Ballistic X versus Sever, the Antonio Banderas versus Lucy Liu assassin film that really, it was not great. Ray Park was in it too. It was not good, but... Oh, I've heard horrible things about that movie. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, like I said, not good, but... Hey, it's a director who worked on a theatrically released film, which this wasn't, so... <laughs> yeah, why? Can we start there? <laughs> Tekken, the movie, didn't get a North American release because it stunk up Japanese cinema so much. If nobody in the world wanted this, is this just some evil corporate plot? The people who made the game didn't want it either. Katsuhiro Harada who directed the Tekken video game series, said about part one, that Hollywood movie is terrible. It was a cruel contract. We weren't able to supervise that movie. I'm not interested in that movie. So it's not like the game company was saying, hey, we got a Tekken game coming out. Let's make another one of those great movies. I can find nothing on this, nothing. Nobody will own up. I did an internet search for 
any interview with Witch Chaos to find out what is going on here. Nothing. Mm. Nobody covered this. Mm -mm. Nobody watched this except us. No behind the scenes features. Yeah, I don't even, yeah, who was behind the scenes? Did they have a light guy? Did they just turn the camera on and walk away and put it in slow motion? <laughs> Well, I mean, that first movie left so many open questions that we we had to get a sequel just to tie up all those loose ends. Except it's a prequel, which I didn't know going in. I think that's supposed to be a M. Night Shyamalan-like twist, is that we're supposed to realize at the end, what? This isn't part two? <laughs> it's all kinds of confusing. I love that Wiki said this was released in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. That's my one guess, is there was probably one territory where it was like a hit, and they were like, we'll just make it there for whatever we can get by on a couple bucks, I'm guessing. I can't find any information about the budget, but I'm guessing they didn't have craft services, and what they saved on craft services was their whole budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure the caterer isn't the star here. <laughs> I mean, fucking Roger Corman's Fantastic Four has more going for it. This is a real surprise. Wasn't a fan of the movie last week, but it recognized it existed in a certain stratosphere. Like, it was only so bad to punch on through to this. I mean, Mario couldn't dig a pipe low enough to get to where we're going to now. Oh, is this better than Super Mario Brothers, Justin? I'm still torn. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to put it out there now. One of the worst films I've ever sat through. Easily the most boring. I, I'm not even going to call it an action movie. It's an in-action movie. It defies anytime something's going to happen. Let's slow it down and cut away. Because we don't want people to think that the plot is about to kick off. Well, surely somebody saw the first one and thought it just did not do this video game franchise. <laughs> justice <laughs> i think you're right i definitely would love to see any game inspired by this i think it was et the game where you just get stuck in a hole and you can't get out <laughs> okay well let's just not belabor this i mean kick it off with something resembling a plot the movie didn't. Why should I? Yeah, because <laughs> it's our job to sit through kazuya's revenge <laughs> Kane Kosuji plays a man with no memory. Can I have that, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> so wanting that power. But he has incredible fighting skills. The man is captured by a group of assassins led by a man called the Minister. Worst cult leader ever. But you know the actor, right? Uh, Rade Serbadaji is, he was up for an Oscar, I think. Mission Impossible 2, Dimitri. Oh. Oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking of that. He had some film in the 90s that was beloved. A foreign film. He's a foreign actor. Yeah, he works. I mean, I think this is their big get for this movie. Uh, we'll get to the get. The minister gives our protagonist the name of Kay and puts an explosive in Kay's chest. Kay will be one of the minister's hitmen or Kay's torso will explode. Kay, got it? Kay. Yeah, I saw Escape from New York. Reluctantly, Kay agrees and is trained as an assassin. He repeatedly refuses to kill his opponents, so the minister's henchmen kill them for him. <laughs> so that seems like a real easy job. It's like the Tom Sawyer of assassins. Paint my fence. Kill my mark. Kay also makes friends with the janitor of the minister's compound. Why? Which means nothing. 
Oh my god. There's a whole lot of don't you hurt that janitor. And then we never mention him again. <laughs> He's got a bum knee. You leave him out of this. Sent out on actual hits, Kay is partnered with fellow captive assassin Rona, played by Kelly Wenham. And Kay gets his own apartment, trying to piece together his past and becomes romantically linked to his next door neighbor, a nurse named Laura. And Laura really gets under Kay's skin. Literally, she cuts into his chest with a scalpel and using her super nurse skills, <laughs> removes the explosive. <laughs> oh God, such a delicate procedure. <laughs> Lucky there wasn't a tripwire on that. <laughs> but Kay is still trying to find out his background. One of his targets for assassination is Brian Fury, played again by Gary Daniels. They had something on Gary Daniels <laughs> that he did not want released that made him come to the set. Mm -hmm. He signed a two-picture deal as Brian Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Fury used to be one of the minister's assassins, but he escaped. Kay loses in combat against Fury, and the minister makes Kay a target for his failure. But Kay and Rona team up and literally stab the minister in the back, killing him. Which apparently was so easy they could have done this an hour ago. <laughs> then Kay discovers Laura was kidnapped by a mysterious older man, Hihachi Mishima, played by Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa. This guy's been creeping on Kay for most of the movie, and we find out now that Hiachi is Kay's dad. Spoiler, Kay is Kazuya Mishima. Who would have thought with a title like Kazuya's Revenge that the main character might actually be Kazuya? We hadn't shown up yet in the first 88 minutes. I guess in this last surprise, who would have thought? It's well crafted, this mystery. <laughs> You know how some people just have, like, a punchable face? <laughs> Paige Lindquist has a very punchable face. And if, sadly, she's not one of the fighters. I don't think there are fighters in this movie. Most of the action scenes revolve a lollipop. <laughs> well, this was supposed to be called Tekken, A Man Called X, but I guess they'd have to redub the whole damn movie because they called him K the whole movie. If they called him X, it might make sense. <laughs> they couldn't afford an X in this film. To toughen up his son, Heihachi didn't throw Kazuya off a cliff, but instead had him brainwashed so that he had amnesia and sent him out into the city. To prove this can actually happen, Heihachi brings out a brainwashed Laura, who Heihachi both kisses and kills in front of his son. Then two randos attack Kazuya as Heihachi goes back to his skyscraper. Kazuya beats those two guys and goes with Rona to find Heihachi as credits roll. I think we've said it all. We have said it all, <laughs> Justin Stewart. <laughs> oof, oof. It is rough. It is really rough here. From the get-go, you know you're in trouble. The washed-out look of this, the fact that we have a different star. I mean, I was no Foo fan last time, but who they got now doesn't look like someone that would ever be in front of the camera. How did we not make a Foo Fighter joke? <laughs> <laughs> We were saving it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I see this guy. He's got the goatee. He's got a different face. So I have to actually pause the movie. I'm like, I know it's not the same actor, but is it supposed to be the same character? Or did the actor undergo plastic surgery or grow some facial hair? So I immediately go and see that it's 
not the same actor, not the same character, immediately my hopes plummet. This cannot be good when they're Legend of Chun-Li-ing it. They're calling it part two, but it's almost all new characters, entirely new cast. And Justin, you said people were looking at the video game. Only three characters in this whole cast of like 14 are from the video game. <laughs> Why this has anything to do with Tekken other than the fact that they got two actors back from the first movie is going to elude me this whole time. There's no fighting as far as one-on-one -on -one in arenas. There's no tournament. There's no cool characters. The first one was kind of dumb and campy, and if they wanted to one-up that, they could have brought in King, the guy with the tiger head, or they could have brought in the fighting panda. We're not going to get anywhere near that. I swear to God, you could take this upcoming movie, Alpha, if it ever gets released, and just call it Tekken 2 Alpha, and it has more in common with the Tekken games that somebody falls off a cliff and has to climb back up it than anything in this movie. Yeah, it's a cult film. Ultimately, we're going to have this no-name guy who will end up being Branded K, how very Franz Kafka of them, and he's going to go to work for what is seriously the most unimpressive cult leader I've ever seen. Like, we're supposed to believe the disciples think they're doing good work under him. Meanwhile, like, he's on the phone saying, we don't kill kids, except if you double the price, and then we'll kill the kids. No, he said not even for double, but for triple. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry, <laughs> triple. And these people are still like, well, you know, at least we get free crosses. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble with this movie from the point where Kay wakes up that first morning... <laughs> The first shot you knew. Right, he's monologuing <laughs> about his theories and his perspective on life and why his way is the best. Like, does he do this every morning? Is there somebody new every day that he has to espouse to to keep this speech ready? Do they hear this speech every morning? Like, ugh. I mean, anyone outside a cult, I think, has difficulty imagining why people fall for it. That's really hard to sell people on how they can be duped. But yeah, this minister, that hairdo, I mean, like, you're out, right? You don't know how to wash your hair. We're done. I have no love for you. Out of here. And the facility, like, they're in this broken down coliseum where they paint lanterns all day. I honestly, when the K wakes up, and there's a bonfire going on, and the minister walks in. I think the minister is king of the homeless. I mean, we've seen that in some movies. I think he's the Fisher King, you know? I really thought that all these people had banded together, because remember the last movie, we saw the slums outside the corporation. This must be the slummiest of slums, but no, apparently this is a thing. Does the minister have explosives just in everyone's chest, and that's why they're there? Has everyone been kidnapped? You say cult, but really it's slavery at that point. Yeah, they're all sinners, and they've all quote-unquote confessed to him, and now they pay for their sins by doing menial tasks. I guess making things that you'll find at Pottery Barn or World Market Plus. Not Hobby Lobby, because they steal artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a sweatshop in an open atrium, is essentially what we have here. And it would be obvious to anyone that they would immediately want far away from all of them. If you walked onto the set and you were hired as an actor, it would be immediately obvious you want to be far away from all of this. Yes. <laughs> and none of this is a set, mind you. Like, somebody just found a location that was bombed out in the 60s, and they just started rolling. 
I can't even find a filming location on this thing. Nobody will even say where it was made. Hell. <laughs> but yeah, what we are to believe is that the minister has several people conned into thinking that he is a great and moral figure. I think the only reason why we have the janitor character in this film is that he's going to say, I love this guy. He killed my son because my son killed my wife and then he killed my son. Am I the only one who thought the janitor was Kay's dad? I mean, because of the whole killed the wife, killed the son, nobody's really dead. Everybody's climbing up that mountain or climbing out of that volcano. No, I didn't think that because Kazuya, I'm sorry, Kay, is constantly, even when he's not asleep, having dreams of his father and a swing set. And I just knew they couldn't afford to film the cliff stuff. I knew that this was all going to be a test to see if he was worthy of inheriting his tech and fortune. You start small, and this is as small as you can start. You can't get much smaller. There's just a bunch of people in the dark. This janitor thing, though, really confused me because, yeah, we see the janitor is very loyal to the minister. The janitor has no name, just the janitor, and it's not a known actor. And he has this connection with Kay, but never does it go anywhere. And Kay is going to be throughout this whole training thing. He's going to be, find out he, there's a bomb in his chest. He has to become this assassin. He has to do this fighting. He's still reluctant as fuck. I mean, if I was the minister, I'd have blown this guy's chest up 15 minutes into the movie and then credits could roll and we'd be done. But instead, they know they have leverage over Kay with the janitor, but it never goes anywhere. They never kill the janitor, making Kay want revenge. The janitor never sees the errors of his misguided beliefs. He's never rescued. Most importantly, nothing is ever clean here. What <laughs> are you the janitor of? Just walking around with a dry mop everywhere. It just <laughs> <laughs> All a knack. These people are posers. And yeah, so here's an irritating thing. I'll just cut to the chase so we can talk about what's really going on here. Hayachi wants his son to become a better, what, CEO, fighter, assassin, tougher, macho man. Gotta toughen him up. Yeah, in some way. So this is where he's going to do it. But the son already has all the skills that he needs. All of them. We don't know how he got them. And I'm wondering why they're spending so much time training him. Right. They can't teach him shit. They go to a firing range and he picks up a gun and shoots better than they do. Yeah, why do we have to have this trait? Because they can't afford to leave whatever backyard they're in. Yeah, it's baffling. And these characters, again, none of these people are video game characters, right? Chloe, the lollipop-licking sailor schoolgirl pigtail creation. You'd think she would be. She might be based on one, but the names don't match. Yeah, it looks more like a Sailor Moon thing going on here. There was a Chloe in Tekken 7, but she was the one who was like dressed like a furry. Oh, yeah. She was uh, surprisingly lethal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, it's painfully obvious that they have stepped away from the video game franchise to tell us this very important story that they feel has to be told. <laughs> yeah, it's all a nightmare, but I think we're eventually supposed to like Rona. We're told her twin sister sold her to the minister. We never meet the twin sister. We never have that verified. It's just something that the janitor babbles. I don't know if that's in any way connected to tech and lore, but she's not in the video game. So whatever they're referencing, it's a vague one. 
she will eventually go, all right, you're ready. Let's go to some random apartment that has internet. Why is he on Hotel.com? He woke up in a hotel room. Oh. And he's looking for the hotel that he was trying oh, to. Oh, that's the same <laughs> hotel. And what I was confused about is he's not touching that computer. It's popping up a ton of windows. That guy has a virus. He's been surfing <laughs> porn. I know what happens when you get all those things. You're on a torrent site. You're doing something wrong for that many windows. Oh, you've just cleared it up for me, though. Thank you so much because I'm like, you've just been put in a place. Is he trying to find out where he is? And why can't he just ask someone? He remembers waking up in a place that they do such a poor job establishing, but the first memory that he has is of fighting nameless goons that are running up the stairwell of this hotel that he jumped off the roof and got away from. And so he is trying to find that hotel as Rona is setting him up with various missions. Yes. Ah, okay. Right. It's the tallest abandoned building in a five-mile radius is what he's looking for. Yes, exactly. He will eventually happen upon it, but not before going through all of these needless sham missions where, hey, that's a pedophile that owns a tea house. Why don't you go kill him? Yeah, that sounds truthful. I'll do that right now. (laughs) But not before I walk out the door in super slow motion. Yeah. We're only 30 minutes into this. And there hasn't been a fight! I am dying here. I'm growing roots in my chair. <laughs> there were a couple of nameless guys that he kind of kicked the ass of. But if you want to call that a fight by any comparison of what they had last week, I found the fights last time lacking. I now find there's just a lack of fights in this movie. It's not just that they're unimpressive. They're just not even here. No, yeah, I mean, he fought the Mohawk guy early on yeah. in that crew. And then before he befriends the janitor, he fought out in that arena where i think brian fury was part of that crew but yeah it was just it was almost like they were out there training and he came by and kicked two guys ass and they went laid back down on his pallets to wake up the next morning to being dry humped by chloe who was just you know decided to go to town on him while he's sleeping yeah well it explains why he falls so hard for laura once he finally gets his own place all this girl's got to do is make spaghetti and sew up sutures and he's like head over heels Because it ain't that smile she's flashing, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) So, yeah, the only way, we're 30 minutes in and I'm thinking the only way I'm going to give this a green arrow is if somebody, next scene, walks in with a tiger head and says, how's it going, Kay? And we can have some of the characters from that game and get some fights on. But mostly, they are just filling up time. I kid you not, at least five minutes of this movie is our main character laying in a bed, looking at the ceiling. Oh my god, I was like, he's strolling through a meadow he's browsing the internet yeah he's going about daily tests he's doing this in real time yeah it's not a montage and they'll fade out and then fade back into more ceiling watching yeah i was just pissed off i was angry at this movie i was as angry at this movie as katsua will be at his father when the credits roll this movie i'm just like where's the goddamn fighting what is going on he's flirting with laura but they have less chemistry than a grade school science fair (laughs) my question is is this supposed to be playing off as a mystery are we supposed to be involved in trying to figure out what he's trying to figure out because everything is just happening they're not giving us any clues to what 
we're supposed to feel, if we're supposed to be on his side, if we're supposed to distrust certain characters. We're getting none of this information. It's just being presented as is as it slowly trudges along. Yeah, I want to really underline that one. A mystery is something that impels you to go deeper, to look at what's going on here. Everything is repulsive. I don't even care why it's happening. I don't know why there's a janitor. I don't know why the minister. I don't want to know. I am running as fast as I can away from everything on screen. Yeah, it's truthfully so slow that I can't maintain interest. And so if something were to happen... Spoiler alert, nothing ever does. <laughs> but if something were to happen, I wouldn't care anyway. Yeah, we go to strip clubs. I mean, things do happen, but it's like, it's PG-13 this time. Are <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? No. There are more titty shots in this movie than the last one, but okay. <laughs> Whatever constitutes PG-13, yeah, he goes and... Commits a hit against a guy in a VP lounge, which is just a room with some beads on the doorway. I mean, it's, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this man has not been trained in the arts of assassination, so he can go kill people that he's told in very bad lies are bad people. But would it matter if they were good? The scene where he goes to kill the one gentleman, he goes into the room. And it's like they couldn't afford the coverage. There's a shot of him walking around a partition in the room. And then you see him do a leap, but it's still blocked by the partition. And then we just cut away. I'm like, did he kill him? Yeah. What's <laughs> going the fuck on? I don't know. Is he just daydreaming all of this as he looks up at the ceiling? Because again, we keep cutting back to that. What is this? It's almost avant-garde. It's almost an experimental film in the fact that I have so little grasp about what's going on and I can feel my mind shutting down. Like literally, like my eyes, lids are like lowering. I'm like, I don't think I can make it through this. It took me three tries on three separate counts. I had to walk away and start over on this thing and just like push through. It was agony to try and get through this film. I mean, never mind the story, which is a trudge to get through. Like, even on technical parts, they've managed to make establishing shots boring. Oh, like, my God. We're, we're looking at a market for a good 45 seconds to establish <laughs> her in a market. Yeah, he's staring at her so long. I'm like, does he want the pineapple or her? I don't know. Is he hungry? We could just write our own movie in here because I don't know what's going on and no one's talking. <laughs> no, the amount of dialogue in this film is sincerely lacking. And then... When he's in his apartment, he starts being partnered with Rona, which confuses me. It's not Rhoda, nor is it Rona, R-O-N-A. It's R-H-O-N-A. This is like Feruza Balk's angry goth sister. <laughs> like, you know, you can make the case that it's really terrible that these games exploit women and put them in those outfits and all of that. The answer is Rona. We would not play a game where Rona was the figure that you controlled. You just would not. I validated she is not in the game. And you know what? It's not like they can't fuck up characters. Watching this movie, I don't want to be Katsuya either. No, nothing has appeal. Again, repulsion is the word. I want away from it all. Eventually, the plot kicks in, oh, about, what would you say, about 70 minutes into the film. <laughs> we finally have him going after Brian Fury. Yeah, and keep in mind, it's an 89-minute film, counting long credits. Truthfully, they stretch everything out so much to meet a running time. You know, I talked about with Jonah Hex, how they did 10 minutes of credits. Here, 
They have 89 minutes. You could clearly cut 38 of those minutes and it would be better for it. No, seriously, if slow motion was never invented, this movie would come in at 42 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. When they used it, though, it wasn't in the right times. Like, in a couple of fights, they do a slow-mo kick. And, you know, I said last time I preferred it when they did the fast kicks in the last one because I thought it had more energy. But I'll go with slow-mo to show us the guys doing the moves. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm talking about every time they leave the apartment, it's in slow-mo walking down the street. Oh, absolutely. Every time they enter a room, it's in slow-mo. It's like the guy's living in Reservoir Dogs. He thinks he's so cool strutting around down these streets, and it's impoverished, it's repulsive. There's nothing cool about this movie. There's nothing cool about this character. And we know from, literally, from the title, we know who he is. It will take him the whole movie to find out he gets on this road when he meets brian fury who yes also wisely got away from the minister but used to be one of his assassins as well and now the minister wants to have him killed because i don't know he wants no star power at all in this movie and gary daniels has a little well you know the movie hasn't even given us enough information to know if it truly is the minister pulling the strings or if maybe rona is the one who's having him kill these people for her own nefarious reasons oh that never occurred to me i assumed hayachi might be on the other end of his cell phone i never thought that any of these girls were in power (laughs) i i guess that could have been it But I'm a little confused because there seems to be more chemistry between Kay and Rona than there ever is between Kay and Laura. And yet this movie's trying to tell me Kay and Laura have a romantic thing, but it's Rona who's actually going to stick up for him and save his life. So I'm more confused by relationships here that I don't give a shit about, but I'm trying to find something. Yeah, what you need is a director to tell you what's important. And what we have is stock footage interspersed with people walking around in slow motion, waiting for something to happen. Is Brian Fury even a cyborg anymore? Like, you remember he was a robot? He was a Terminator last time. I think that when they finally meet, they might have done something robotic to his voice. Or maybe it's just bad audio. I thought maybe he became a cyborg with his Hitman money. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, there's no talk of it or hints of it here. At some point, he's transmitting Case just had sex with Laura, and all of a sudden he's talking through, I don't know, the radio? or like He's like, I can hack anything, even electric sockets. I'm like, he's talking through the plug-in? <laughs> but obviously he has a camera in the room that we're seeing the perspective of. Yeah, again, that's why I thought maybe he was a cyborg still, but... Uh, You know, there's no money for that. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have the money for it last time. I mean, they never showed the cybernetics. They just, like, showed him punching a brick. They could have gotten a foam brick again. But it's painful. Basically, all he does is send him a link to the internet to say, remember that pedophile you thought you killed? He was a cop. And that's it. Now these people are like, (laughs) I feel betrayed. We need to get revenge on the minister. Rona's like, how do I know if I can believe the newspaper? Why would you believe the minister? He has a bomb in your chest. (laughs) It takes this to turn you against Put a bomb in my chest. I'm against you. Fury says something to the effect of none of this is what you think it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. This could have all been done so much quicker if he just went up to Rona and was like, Rona, 
Do you like having a bomb in your chest? No. <laughs> Me either. Want to stab that guy in the back? Yes. Right. And you can just remove it by like falling in love with some nurse and having her cut it out. That's a step away from just getting a nail file and flicking. <laughs> I mean, not to downgrade the importance and the great patient care nurses give, but you're not trained in scalpel use. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure anyone of this set is trained, but we're at the end, believe it or not. She just decides, okay, I'll stab the guy in the back, literally. Yeah, it is so easy. There is no fighting. <laughs> it's like, K provide a distraction. He just walks in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Which admittedly takes five minutes because it's in slow-mo. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so easy to kill him. I'm like, is it fake? Is he going to get back up? I mean, it's just one stab. It's not even a great psycho moment of, it's a little one Stab, and this guy's gone forever. Yeah, it's anticlimactic thud of the body falling over. And, well, is that the end of the movie? No, it, we can't be that lucky. It's just the end of his career. Yeah. There was no scene of even, like, showing that that was somehow a moral act by them freeing the rest of the cultists. Like, but letting them know that their leader is no longer controlling them. They may go free. None of that. Just continue on. No, Chloe and Natasha are going to still be on the corpse's side. They're going to try and kill her when we get to this second climax, because they realize that was too easy. We're going to have Laura get kidnapped. But by who? Well, wandering around the set, like he wandered off somebody else's set and was looking for a better craft services, but not finding it due to the look on his face. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, Mortal Kombat Shang Tsung, has decided to come over. If Robin Shao can do Mortal Kombat and Chun-Li, Tagawa can do Mortal Kombat and Tekken 2. And Tekken 1. He's coming back. He's reprising his role as a younger version of himself. Except he doesn't even have his hair anymore. That's the thing. Like, he had the cool <laughs> video game hair in the first movie. It's totally gone. The guy's totally bald now. Aha, but yet is the thing, because this is a twist. This is all happening before the events of Tekken. Mm, how does that work? You tell me. I don't know. I know that we end up at a place that they call Gentech Factory, but really looks like a place that is filled with doors that look like shower doors. They shot it in Lowe's. Yeah, it does. It's exactly, it looks like a hardware like set of like what your bathroom could look like. <laughs> and Kay just fights two random people. The father gets away, says, ha ha, I'm your father. And we get a slow-mo shot of him. What did he do to Laura? He just kissed her and she died i think we're supposed to think because of other movies we've seen that he maybe had poison on his lips and killed her but who knows that's not given to us by this movie at all yeah i thought maybe because i had to go to wiki after i was like wait what and it says he kills her i thought maybe i missed him sticking a knife in her maybe i didn't see it but she comes down she's like he brainwashed her into being sexier. <laughs> <laughs> she turned into Robert Palmer girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only she's somewhat resistible. And here we get the best line of the movie. Kay goes, who are you? And Hayachi goes, the real question is, who is you? I'm like, <laughs> is this the time to grammar correct? Like, I know, like, I actually do want to know, but I actually want to stop you and say, no, it's who are you? Not is you. Well, this is also where he decides to give us a life lesson about how in the old days, 
a village used to send their children out to the wilderness, and only those that survived were allowed back in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna let the dead come back? <laughs> yeah, I know the answer. They couldn't afford the cliff. They needed to just do what the video game did, and instead they have all of this nonsense. How much better footing would they be on if this case started off not in a hotel, but at the bottom of a cliff and had to find his way around? We would at least be leading back towards the video game. As it is now, I don't know what we have. We have him fight two goons not from the video game. No, how could they not be from the video? One of them has, like, tall hair, like Kid from Kid and Play, which was in the video game, but they're not named after the people in the video game. They don't fight like the people in the video game. I don't think Chaos has ever played the game. Does he know this is based <laughs> on a game? No. And while this is happening, Rona stabs Chloe and... I don't know what she did to Natasha. Yeah, they were going to make out for a minute or something. Just kind of held her by the neck. It was almost a caress. Yeah, was that a battle? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a come on. Yeah, was she going to kiss her and make her die? Maybe that's a thing in this world. <laughs> I would rather be kissed by her and then die than finish the film. And we're at 85 minutes of the 90. I think that everybody on the set's with you because that's just kind of how the movie ends, Arnie. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot believe that this doesn't... I mean, I can believe it doesn't lead into Tekken. It leads nowhere. But I can't believe that they think that they can keep this going by having another prequel in between to get to what should have happened halfway through this movie. Hayachi goes free, but thinks that his son will come. And uh, I hope, pray, really, that he never does. Mm -hmm. Let's not make this movie's mistake. Just... Justin Stewart, <laughs> do you... No, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to say about this movie. No, not recommended. <laughs> it's a new low. I will say that. It is like the seafloor opened up again. I think this is the least entertaining movie we've ever reviewed. I had to look up the writers because somebody wrote something for this. I had to look them up and see if they ever worked again. The top build, Nicole Jones, or now Nicole Jones Dion, has done a little bit of television and a film called Stasis that looks about as good as the one we just reviewed. This was a movie about stasis. Nothing fucking happened. I guess that's your bag. Hey, you want a movie where nothing ever happens? I got a writer for you. This movie seriously feels like you've had the flu for like three days and you've just been on the couch like in and out of consciousness with the TV on. I feel like that's the experience of this movie. I didn't catch anything. I might recognize a face or two. You know, it's like y'all have to have special moves when you play the video game. Like someone has this trick flick of the wrist or what have you. Kazuya has apparently turned video Chinese water torture. Like the plot is just going <laughs> to drip, drip, drip. You know, like slowly like, like, that will drive you mad. They proved that. They've tested that on people. This is the most boring action movie I've ever seen because it is just so slow with meeting out the plot details. You just cannot get this thing to move. The other writer, his name is Stephen Paul. He should stick to producing because he has produced some big films. The recent Ghost in the Shell, I'm not, not recommend, but better than this by a mile. You're talking about the live action one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was an incredible film. 
And yeah, he did do the Baby Geniuses series and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Okay, you're losing the argument. <laughs> but I mean, he has done actual films. I mean, like A Million to One, that's not a terrible movie starring Paul Rodriguez. I think it is, actually. Have you watched it? I have. No, but it's called <laughs> A Million to One. It stars Paul Regas. I think the point Arnie's making is this guy actually has been in Hollywood and rubbed elbows with people in real movies. But he should never write, because I'm looking at his writing credits. Yeah, I've seen his direct-to-video movie, The Double O Kid, starring Corey Haim. No! Just Stop! Never let this guy have a pen unless he's signing someone to a contract and then take it away immediately. No long emails from you, let alone scripts. You're done. Yeah, everyone. I mean, I'm fine with everyone being in movie jail. Like, literally carting them off <laughs> to an arena where they fight to the death and we never see it. That would be fine. Which got out of this. He made a sequel to the movie Two Guns. There was a sequel to Two Guns? Three Guns. Does he just go around <laughs> making fake sequels to real movies? Because this feels like his bag. Can't wait to see his Gone with the Wind 2. <laughs> it's called Two Guns Zero Tolerance, and he also wrote it. <laughs> I, have, I have zero tolerance for that. That is indeed accurately named. Strangely, none of the stars came back. No Denzel. <laughs> Imagine that, really. <laughs> I am so sorry, listeners, if any of you watched this. And I know we get some tweets. I got one. The day we're recording, somebody tweeted to now playing. Me, this movie is so bad. Wife, then why are you watching it? Me, now playing podcast is reviewing it and I need to keep up with them. John, I'm sorry. I am so <laughs> sorry, John, on Twitter. <laughs> I feel for you. I mean, yeah, I have to watch this, but I kind of signed myself up for this. You know, I produced the show. Stewart said, let's do video games. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm down. But I feel so bad for anyone who saw this on the schedule, found it. It is hard to find. Mm. It's not available digitally. You can't go to iTunes. You got to either get a disc from Netflix or buy the thing on DVD, I don't even think it's Blu-ray. For some strange reason, Showtime is, has it as part of their streaming movie package. <laughs> My God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Must have been part of a bundle. Yeah, not the first movie. I don't know where they got this. <laughs> you know, there's certain contracts and things just go, and if it's airing on their channel at 3 a.m., they stream it to you also. So I'll say this. This movie is so bad. Part of me is like, fuck it. I'm quitting now playing. I have enjoyed playing these video games so much more than watching these movies. I'm just going to open a Twitch stream and say, screw podcasting. You want to watch me play video games? Because that's more fun than <laughs> every Tekken game. The one where I'm chasing cards around on a giant Game Boy is better than sitting through this movie. Yeah, it's a low bar. You would think that it would be easy. You'd think the road is paved, and they just find new ways to screw it up. I mean, I'm not even buying that we don't have money thing. Like, I just can't conceive of how something like this gets made and released commercially. I just don't know how this happens. There's a system to protect us, and it <laughs> failed. Yeah, I mean, at least with Uva Bowl, we get some sort of backstory on how it's like kind of a money laundering scheme. You know, at least that's got some intrigue to it. There's nothing here. Nobody in this movie cared about it. Nobody making this movie cared about it. 
I think the news that Negan might appear in Tekken 7 as a downloadable character has caused more waves than this movie will ever make in its entire existence. <laughs> and here I'm like, was Negan in this film? <laughs> it took me a second. I'm wondering if you put them into an arena, who would win or is it lose? Would it be chaos or would it be bull? From one sampling, it's difficult to say, but it is a fight to the death that, that either could win. I am wondering, as we see Uva, who follows me on Twitter and makes me very nervous because he keeps challenging people to fights, not me yet. <laughs> but as we have Uva in the near future, coming in September, I'm wondering, will I be kinder to Uva Bull now that I have seen Katsuya's Revenge? Or am I just going to go to Uva and be like, yep, I should have just not forgotten how bad and boring these damn movies are. Because you know what? I got to think. Katsuya's Revenge or Alone in the Dark 2, I think they're on plane. I may have to break out the flamethrower for yeah. this fucking thing. I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It totally is in that same realm. It deserves it. It needs fire. I mean, at least that one was ridiculous. This is just devoid. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, it is hard to express the feeling of watching 90 minutes go by where nothing happens to people you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it, I mean, I have more fun sitting in a bus terminal watching the people go by there because at least they're saying interesting things and they're walking in real time, not slow-mo. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I would not have thought that a game based on fighting could not do anything there's no fight it refuses to fight there's no fight there's no love there's no feeling to this thing at all is a numbing devoid experience that let's just bury and hope that i don't know they'll probably make another tekken they did make another animated movie and i did skim it i couldn't make any goddamn sense of it and i thought it was horrible but by comparison if you have to see one more tekken film make it tekken blood vengeance over this shit. I have a question. Now that we've seen this, anyone want to change their arrows on part one and side with me? <laughs> no, that's exactly the problem. You think because we go to these depths that when we hit just a mere bad level, that that's good enough. Hey, it didn't hurt me. I still have my skin. It's only a first degree burn. <laughs> uh, the perspective of what's good is much, much closer from way down here. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that it is sometimes hard when you are faced with so many bad films. I mean, recommend is not what we should be doing. It is more of just like Surgeon General warning. Like, well, is this survivable? Yeah, I actually don't have bones anymore. They melted. <laughs> I'm really curious because I know nothing about next week's movie because it's on another fighting game. One again that I missed out on. I played the volleyball version, though, DOA, Dead or Alive. It's a fighting game, and it's Skinamax. Yeah, I know nothing about this, so I'm coming in fresh and hoping for maybe a little Skinamax action to wake us up from this coma movie. Huh? I mean, I just now feel like these are elaborate pranks. They're like, <laughs> I've never heard of these games, these movies. Yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever it is, I'll sit in front of it, see what it does to me. I'll get some beach volleyball out for us to play before we record, Stuart. Yeah, I need to see what this game is, that's for sure. Just nobody say this is the worst it can get, because <laughs> the minute that happens, we're in for it.
Mm. Hey, next week, clearly a better movie. It has Jamie Presley. She's so easy on my eyes that any movie with her in it is better than this. If she'd been walking around this movie in slow-mo for 90 minutes, yeah, I might have given it a recommend. So <laughs> we'll find out next week. Meanwhile, for people who want films from respected actors, this Friday... <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily respectable movies. I'm just going to preface and say it's not Tekken too horrible, but man, I never wanted to see Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, two acting heroes of mine, in something as bad as Righteous Kill. I felt bad for Donnie Wahlberg, yeah. let alone John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, they're all hanging tough in that one. But we did review it. It was inarguably Pacino as a cop in a movie. So it will close out our Pacino Cop Platinum series for this summer. And yeah, going out with a whimper, not a bang. But maybe it'll be entertaining. That is the end of our donation drive. We've never done this before, but we have like a show coming out on the day the drive ends. So if you want to get up to 28 bonus podcasts and help out our show with a donation, head to nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash donate. You know, we've been talking about all the recent films as we go, but I just want to kind of remind everyone what you get with this donation package. If you go platinum which gets you all the pacino stuff you're getting first assault on precinct 13 the john carpenter and the remake plus all four purge movie reviews which you can watch the purge films and listen to the reviews leading up to the tv series that's just the silver ten dollar level 25 dollar gold level godfather trilogy i know a lot of people were excited for those and then four al pacino mobster films scarface a big one in people's minds dick tracy carlito's way and last week's donnie brasco go platinum you get five cop movies serpico cruising sea of love heat and then righteous kill and then if you want even more We've got Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, Jurassic Park all back out and part of the retrospective series for those who missed them the first time. Just going till September 1st at nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash donate. Thank you for all your support. Everyone who's listening to these shows, if you're listening on Podbean, donating to us, as long as you're not pirating them, we appreciate it. And Justin Stewart, fuck you for joining me. Hoo-ah! <laughs> 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 Until next week. I I'm going to have to build packs in this one. Game over, man. Game over. Nice finish. Very entertaining, but completely out of control. Thank you for listening to this episode of Now Playing Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you for your long listening and Come back to NowPlayingPodcast.com each week for another new movie review podcast. 20,000 gigs. Get some serious speed with this. For what? Secret internet, new underground off the Tekken subgrid. And in the NowPlayingPodcast.com archives, you can find reviews of other video game movies, including Super Mario Brothers, Warcraft, Doom, Resident Evil, Alone in the Dark, Need for Speed, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, Mortal Kombat, 
It came from the desert. Tomb Raider, Rampage, Wing Commander, Final Fantasy, Prince of Persia, and more. He likes to play games. Let's give him some games. Also at our site, you can find hundreds of other movie reviews, including Star Wars, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Independence Day, The Avengers Films, Back to the Future, Batman, Superman, The Fast and the Furious, and more. You got anything interesting? Everything I got is interesting to somebody. You know what I mean? Do you want to continue? Insert money now to keep playing, now playing. Every other flight in this tournament has sponsors. Everyone except you. Now Playing Podcast is a show without any sponsors or ads. We rely on support from listeners like you to keep Now Playing operating. That'd be 200 taken red. How about 100 Global Blue? That will work. You can donate to the show and, as our thank you, receive bonus podcasts. Over 150 bonus movie reviews are available to choose from on the Now Playing Podbean page, including Alien, Night of the Living Dead, Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, Psycho, Troll, and more. Find a full list of available bonus shows at nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash donate. You're not just fighting for yourself anymore, Jen. You're fighting for all of us. You can also join the Now Playing patron campaign through our Podbean site. Patrons of $10 or more get a new exclusive movie review every month. Plus, even more perks, including one where you can pick a movie for our host to review. Find the details on our website. It pays. Who cares where the money comes from? If you want even more Now Playing reviews, place your order now for the first Now Playing book, Underrated Movies We Recommend. Get reviews of 125 films our hosts love. You can order the book by clicking the banner at the top of our homepage. This is the good shit, my friend. You can follow Now Playing on Facebook and Twitter, where we post announcements of new episodes and where the hosts post movie mini-reviews. Links to our social media pages are available on our homepage. We've been told to welcome strangers. As you never know, one day might be an angel in disguise. Now Playing Podcast is produced by Arnie Carvalho. What is it that you do exactly? Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now Playing's video game retrospective series is edited by Arnie. I don't know how you do it. I guess I'm motivated. Now playing credits read by Brock. Are you an angel? The opinions expressed on Now Playing are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the opinion of Venganza Media Incorporated. We interrupt this program to bring you the truth. Venganza Media Incorporated is not affiliated with the motion pictures reviewed or otherwise referred to herein. All movie clips and music included in this podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review and no infringement is intended. Running anti-tech and contraband will get you killed. Now Playing Podcast is an exclusive trademark of Vinganza Media Incorporated and may not be used without the expressed written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated. All rights reserved. Though that was against the rules. Not if you don't get caught. Now Playing is a Vinganza Media production, copyright 2018, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated. I think you worry too much. 
be smart, boy. Walk away. I can't. Sure you can. I did. Starring Kane Kusugi. Who? Kane Kusugi. Who? Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. The next one I'm even looking forward to more. Directed by. <laughs> <laughs> the second one could be better than the first. Uh. Hold on, I'm yawning. Hold on. <laughs> It'll come in again, I'm sure. Winch Kasoya Nanana. Did I look up Witch? Oh, it's Witch. Is his name? Did he go as Winch? No, it's Witch. Directed by Witch Chaos. Witch Chaosiana. I tried to do it and not make. Chaos Aya and Anda. Witch Chaos and Anda. Like, is there somebody new every day that he has to expose to, or Expound, what's going not on exposed. here? If he's exposed, <laughs> himself, that's a little worse. 